Welcome to the Crater Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss all the JavaScript news that's happened on Crater.io this week. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace. They offer you Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owen, along with my co-host. Ben Strahan. (laughs) It's weird. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. I've never met you before. Yeah, first time in person. Yeah. That's oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do them all live in person with Rye, so. Are you comparing me to Rye Walker? Throw, throwback. That's cool. You're taller. Rye Walker's like a millionaire now, right? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. Rye, right. you're my hero. So, we're actually live here in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's not the scotch. <laughs> what's, what state are we in here? Tennessee. Yeah. And, like, are we in front of a live studio audience? <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we're going to let everyone else pick our stories. Oh. So I, don't know how. I like this live audience. Yeah? Yeah. If you're not prepared, I got a hookup right there. <laughs> good stuff. All right. All right. So what, what are we, we going to talk about today? What do you guys want to talk about? This is, Have like, audience, audience pick. Yeah. Yes. This is Ben's worst nightmare. Yes. <laughs> I am not spontaneous. No. No. Anyone got a story they want to want us to riff on? Flow Router 4. Flow Router 4. Yeah, that's an interesting 4. post. Did you read it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Aaron Noah, like declared himself king of the routers now. That's kind of what that felt like to me. It was, a, it was an interesting post. He just talked about, like... The server-side rendering that was going to be in there, and I had a conversation with him offline afterwards, and we were just talking about, like, the current beta version isn't stable, but they're going to work to make it stable by January. I agree. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) The January thing. (laughs) Whoa. You're just going to sit there and laugh, huh? (laughs) This is really good. <laughs> this is good sketch. Yeah. Good bourbon. Yeah. So I guess we'll just talk about Flow Router in general. Do you use Flow Router? I used it once. Once? Yes. What do you use mostly? Iron Router? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we use Iron Router. Yep. See, here's the thing. Like, we have clients at OK Grow, and they just, like, love us. So, like, we have projects that, like, last forever. And we started with Iron Router. So they, they started yeah. way back when? Yeah, but our new projects are going with Flow Router. Shout out to Carl. We're, we're redoing okgrow.com, and that's Flow Router. Yeah, right now. So I think Flow Router is like the current king. I'd have to agree, right? Yeah. Oh. I've used it once, I agree. <laughs> Audi- uh, audience question? Yeah? How is the router related to server-side rendering? I thought How's it was the just... router related to server-side yeah, rendering? Yeah, I thought it was just call this function when... It's, I mean, it's not, nice. right? I mean, it kind of is. If you look at Iron Router, they did make the choice to have server-side routing in it, and right now Flow Router doesn't. It does? 
So it has it now. You know more than I do. <laughs> if I don't know something... You just ask someone else? I just ask someone else on the Is that why you need like an hour to get ready for the podcast? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. For new projects. Yeah. So, stuff that's like less than a month old. Who uses Iron Router? Iron Router. For new stuff. Month or newer project? Four. Okay. Three or four? Flow Router. Flow Router. Aaron Mode is king. Yeah. That's interesting, though, because. It was like 90% for the I people that watch it. doesn't agree with that, though, right? Because it's history. Well, see, that's why I asked for new projects. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm interested about. Going forward. Yeah. What about all the legacy projects? That's the question. You just pawn those off to someone else? You send those to differential? No, us. <laughs> we convert it if I'm we kidding. needed to. I'm kidding. See, the cool thing is, like, if you do, like, all your stuff on the template now, then you could, like, switch routers, like, pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. It was interesting, too, the other day... Something that I generally blame Iron Router for was actually a problem with Session and not Reactive R. Like you schooled the whole room on that. Dude, I, can't, I went home and I told my wife, I can't believe Josh doubted me like four times. Let me read this whole, whole list of conversation to you. Yeah. And my wife was so nice, she listened to the whole thing. I was so passionate. <laughs> and at the end I was like, no, anyway. so no one knows what we're talking about. If, if you don't know, but. when you do a session.set, it will automatically trigger a recalculation and any reactive code will rerun. Yeah. No matter what. Even if you set Just it the same, yeah. same setting or same, same value, uh, same value it'll still rerun. Yeah. But if you use reactive R and you set it to the same value, it won't rerun your code. Yeah. You know, that was the bug that Sasha had in uh, Telescope. And I was blaming an iron router, which I think is half the problem, right? Like, he was using the session somewhere in a route action, and that caused it to rerun. But mm -hmm. at the same time, he could have used Reactive R or something. Well, I found, I found that out a while ago because I was blaming autoforms. <laughs> like, it, like it was like killing the DOM. It was like re-rendering like crazy. And it was because I was using sessions for like setting, setting some like select values or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I found out. So like... We're doing a show, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no selfies, man. We, what else we got? So, like, Mike, so, like while, while we're thinking about it, like, softball. what are we all doing here? Where, where are we at? <laughs> like, we didn't tell us, oh, yeah, the audience, like, where we're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these, they know where they're at. Yeah, so... <laughs> we're in Tennessee, they know that much, right? Because you're drinking... I wonder if anyone's going to watch this. How many people watch it a month? This is about it. This is about the number. No. <laughs> <laughs> we get about 150 on YouTube. This <sighs> might be way more awkward to listen to this week. <laughs> Without the video. Tell us about your recent project with microservices. That wasn't my most recent, but I did blog about one. Yeah. Yeah. Sam and I wrote, uh, most, as I said in the post, mostly Sam wrote an app and it was for selling videos, training videos. We didn't make an admin interface. We didn't like have time. We didn't work on it together. And so I just decided instead of like he wanted, he wanted everything to be tested really well in order to be in that code. So I didn't really want to spend time writing an admin interface that was well tested. It just seemed kind of like a waste. Yeah. So instead I used Yogi Ben admin and auto forms and auto form markdown and just pointed at the same database. 
And uh, I was able to install user accounts, and it would use the same user accounts. And so, like, so you're saying all those things were like different uh, microservices. Well, so the Yogi Ben was one. No, those are packages. Yeah, I know. and so I just had like two applications, like the main application, and then another application for doing the admin okay. kind of interface, and added those packages to it. Cool. Took me like 30 minutes, maybe, mostly just trying to get Autoform Markdown to work correctly. It was like out of date, and so I had to pull it down and update some dependencies. Deployed it, and like, it just magically worked. It was pretty That's awesome. awesome. So, now, did you use MeteorHack clusters? No, not for that. Okay. No. But I am curious to play with that. Mm -hmm. The other project I'm going to blog about soon is uh, I made an app that has like five different pieces to it, and each piece is its own little app, and it does its own thing, and yeah. you can yeah. uh, interact with each piece, and... Yeah, what, what does that app do again? Well, everyone will get to see it later. What else? What else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, Dean Radcliffe, what's up, hey, brother? Hey, I use a lot of cool media packages, and a lot of useful packages have like no tests in them whatsoever. Is that like? Is there anything we can do to like get you know people testing things better? So I, there's like two parts in there, right? I think one is how do we get more tests on packages? I would say submit pull requests or try to help people out in that regard. Uh, the other part is how do we get them to test more? And I think that's like a cultural thing to me. And like to shift the culture, you have to blog about it, you have to talk about it, you have to convince people it's worth the time to test their package. Part of that's like tiny tests is actually pretty, it's, it's not a great test very functional. Set up. It runs pretty fast. It's it does. A little strange, but it's not well documented. So maybe that's part of the hard hard thing there is that you don't really understand what you're doing or how to do it a lot of times. Yeah, like your test can only be attached to the packages as well. Yeah. So I would I would never advocate something as drastic as like no app must be written unless it's got 100% code coverage. Mm -hmm. But as the little building blocks that people make the packages, uh, those can be, I mean, if you're, if you're building your app out of, well, you've seen it at the hackathon, right? Like people listed the packages they use. Mm -hmm. I haven't done the work to find out, you know, what percentage of them are tested or whatever. But if you're building an app out of well-tested packages, that gets you a long way towards test coverage in your app without writing the test yourself. So I think that... I would agree, but I mean, there's like some amount of diligence that you still have to do above just seeing that it has test coverage. You still have to read the code and, and even look at the test and make sure the coverage is where you want it to be. So... Well, if, if Atmosphere, one of your favorite uh, rants, if Atmosphere were open source... Yes, if Atmosphere were open sourced, I don't know. How do you finish that? I don't know. There could be meta... There could be meta Come here, my friend. Metadata. Uh, Come here. Sit here. Uh, huh? He doesn't have a mic. Do I get your whiskey? No, no. We'll fix it. We'll fix the mic. <laughs> All right. Next Stop story. It. Yo. So I, I guess we'll just take the top voted one, right? The uh, Webpack and Meteor and Webpack. On the yeah. forums? Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Webpack is awesome. I heard I heard it's it speeds good. up your build. Like if your build takes two seconds, it, it like now takes one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's huge. You want to put Chad on the mic? <laughs> that, that's like huge. <laughs> Take it away, Chad. Well, no, Webpack 
Come on, Chad. We, we can re we can repeat it. Come on. Look at all this room right here. Everyone, give a round of applause to Chad Kukos. Yo, we got tight hips here. Don't say tight. We're squeezed. Um, anyways, hey, where's that whiskey? Did I get some whiskey? So what's the pack? Well, it depends on how much you want to know about Webpack, but like, from Ben's perspective, yes. you know, speeds up from about two seconds to about 200 milliseconds. Okay. Oh. Order a magnitude. Dude. Yeah, no, so, and then it, it like, it'll monkey patch your code, like, you, when, in your development build system, it's actually connected via WebSockets, and so, when you rebuild uh, your code, it's just... In memory, sent over WebSockets. Who's <laughs> <laughs> listening? That's his listening. Yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly. This um, is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sometimes I need people to like yeah. draw pictures for me to understand <laughs> advanced programming. If we had a whiteboard, or yeah. give you a list. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. No, but but <laughs> basically. Like 200 millisecond rebuild times, and you don't even have to refresh your browser. It just package called hot module replacement that basically just like monkey patches your new code in there, and everything just kind of works. It's pretty cool, super fast. And then more than anything, from my perspective, is you just get to use the whole rest of the the community's packages for anything. I mean, yeah, npm, bower, any of that. You just you get to leverage the whole rest of the yeah. of the world, right? Yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah. You know, I was reading a post, they were talking about modules on the uh, GitHub <coughs> repo for Meteor itself, and they were talking about Webpack and how, like, there's certain parts of it that are kind of incompatible with how they've built Meteor so far. Yeah. So it would take them quite an effort to switch to Webpack. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's Man, something that we'll see. I was just we'll going to ask that because I thought they were, like, saying, oh, we're going to look into Webpack. I think they are. I mean, uh, they've already said that Glasser, or not, was it Glasser? No. Greenspan. Yes. David Greenspan is working on uh, Webpack and playing around with it. Um, but I think it has something to do with the way they've built the package system and how that's all integrated with the Meteor package system. They'd have to do a lot of work to get that working with. What's cool is the latest Webpack package, though, uses all of the, like the, the built-in plug-in API stuff. So you don't, like, they actually, the new Webpack package is actually built with, like, very few hacks, I would say. Like, mm. just as you can, like, register a file extension, like the, the CoffeeScript or the Jade package, right? You, like, register a build plugin for a certain file extension. They're just doing that kind of with everything for Webpack. Mm. Nice. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so that, nice. that works really well. Nice. Yeah. So you've obviously used Webpack with yeah. Meteor. Uh, yeah, a little bit. With this package? With this package, yeah. I mean, not on a serious project, but I played around with it. Yeah. I mean, I've used Webpack outside of Meteor and other projects, just kind of mm -hmm. figuring out. Um, so definitely we have to get Webpack, no matter how <laughs> painful it is, right? Yeah. All right. For round sure. of applause. Yeah. Round of applause. Yeah. Okay. So the, the other one I think we should talk about is uh, why I'm not staking my future oh. on Meteor. I did read that. this? Oh. All right, you lead off. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, we gotta pause the fire to get into this one. I did read that one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? I wanted to make sure that I was in the right camp. 
you know? <laughs> I saw that, I was like... You were on the fence? This one I was like, I have questions about media. Yeah. Yeah. So... Which way did this push you? Me? Yeah. You read the article, you were on the fence. No, actually, uh, I thought that he raised some good questions, but it just wasn't that big of a deal as what he made it to be. It was, like, it was almost like he was looking for a fight. So... I, I refuse to fight with them. I'm, I'm, I'm a loving, peaceful guy. Yeah. I, I do feel like some of this was flame bait. Like yeah. You see a guy write a Medium article and then go submit it to our JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, you're right. He did have some valid points. I think uh, certainly talked about, like, pull requests sitting there languishing for months on end before. Yeah. Uh, which he also had a pull request sitting there, and it's been... I don't know, it's probably been a week. Like, <laughs> it almost made me chuckle when I saw like a week on it. Um, automatically, like, you go in and read it, and like, two different people were saying, like, I don't, I don't agree with your pull request. I think there's some bad assumptions in here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's automatically going to throw up a red flag. Even if MDG looked at it, they'd say, well, we need to investigate more here, and I'd probably put it on the back burner for a while. So here's the thing. Like, this is where I got out of it. Like, Meteor is, is kind of radical on some of their approaches to make things simpler for us. And they did it. Like, like it's a great environment to develop in, right? But with that, you're going to always, like, grab haters and lovers from that. Yeah. So if the haters, like, hated enough to, like, speak up and, like, put their name on the board as, like, a hater, like, that's awesome. Because that means, like, we're actually, like, accomplish accomplishing some stuff. We're gaining some ground. We get some recognition. Well, it's like, okay, so if, like, someone posts that on Hacker News and it, like, gets a bunch of votes, like, how many people are going to be introduced to Meteor? You know, and developers, like, okay, so half of them are super emotional, like me. Other half are, like, super smart, like you, right? And so, like, if you came across that, you'd be like, oh, what is this Meteor.js? I'm not going to rely on this emotionally driven article. I'm going to go check it out myself. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Here's the thing. If, like, you're well, really good, you're going to be hated. And, you know, True. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, so we're really good. But to me, like looking at the article, there were some things he said, like there's a lack of control. And I think like yeah. just looking at the Webpack package itself and what they've been able to do with it, I, I would say there's not a lack of control. You know, you actually can control quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe there's something to be said for monkey patching or duck punching or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I mean, like you can go in and hack on things if you want to like it's just code and you can patch it and do whatever you want with it so i don't know so i love medium because you can post uh response Buses. articles mm -hmm. yeah when i read it there was one good response i forgot who wrote it but it's pretty much echoing what you were just saying yeah yeah so go ahead and like scroll down to the bottom and make sure to read the responses and if there's more than one yeah yeah curiosity yeah. one of his complaints was uh the reliance on mongo how far do you think Meteor can go 100% reliant on Mongo? Oh, not very far, honestly. Like, I mean, I think you'll see more people pile into the ecosystem once they have more support, which is, I don't, to me, it's, it's weird. Like, why are you waiting for Mongo support or, like, SQL support? I, I think there's already some things out there, you know, and um, it, even there's a, there's a package now in, in core, like a, a Postgres package that you can totally start hacking on and they're working on it semi-regularly so I think you know we're maybe six months away from seeing something hopefully any DB looks really promising too I haven't heard of that one 
Uh, you got it? Any <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking in the wrong direction. What's that ADB? Was it? Is that like an article I'm supposed to read? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you back up here. Come on, man. <laughs> he misses you. Yeah. <laughs> I helped you run a test, did I not? Or was that, that was a different one. That was Neo 4J. Yeah, yeah. You're terrible. Yeah. You don't come prepared. I'm terrible? Yeah. I helped you run some tests. What I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, man. I thought it was my opportunity to like, never mind. Yeah, so uh, any, any DB, it's like a harness for you to be able to plug in any database and kind of have it be DDP compatible, right? Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, if you, yeah, you want. Hey! Then it was open. The the issue I have kind of with like just the direction of how Mongo and even like the Postgres package that you're talking about is just kind of the way reactivity works with, with the database and Meteor is like amazing for what it does. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you try to step kind of beyond that, you just run into a wall where basically like if you're doing a really complicated aggregation query with complicated, say, scoring and sorting and, you know, limiting and stuff like that, it gets to the point where it's intractable to just be able to compute, like, you know, whether a query has gone stale. So, like, with Mongo, because it's non-relational, it's actually pretty trivial to say, like, making this change, is that going to affect these queries? Well, since these queries are non-relational, it's pretty simple. But if you're doing some kind of, like, complicated shortest path query and you add an edge in this graph it's impossible to know at face value whether that edge is going to make your path shorter or not and so really you just have to rerun every query right um, unless you're able to inject some more prior knowledge saying like oh i know that this isn't you know as a developer you could say i know this isn't going to change this query so i won't refresh it but so what nedb is basically doing is um, allows you to make a query to the database and then sort of track that this query is being subscribed to. And then if you make a write to the database that is going to cause that query to go stale, you simply rerun the query and then using the diff sequence package in Meteor, basically compute the difference between these two and then just send DDP the DDP messages, messages yeah. over to the client. And it's pretty simple like that. Yeah, I would say, like, on the flip side of that, um, like, a project that I've been on, <coughs> instead we just take the ghetto approach of, like, every three minutes we rerun aggregation queries yeah. and dump them into the database. So that's, that's sort of the other solution. The only problem with that is, so, like, that would work for something like Telescope or Crater, mm -hmm. where, you know, you may have this complicated aggregation query, but there's really only one of them. So you could always just save the results and keep going from there. Yeah. Now... If you're going to do something like a Twitter or an Instagram, mm -hmm. right? Whatever this complicated aggregation query is, that query is personalized to every person, right? And therefore, you, you just have this. You're going to have this explosion of data, and it's not yeah. going to work in the long run. And so, I mean, that's kind of the problem I have with Mongo. Like, I love like Mongo, Mini Mongo, everything that Meteor has built around that is amazing. But as soon as you want to do something more powerful, more complicated, you're really just in a dead end because you don't want to use Mongo. If you're going to make something like Instagram, you're not going to want to use Mongo. Just the whole mini Mongo, everything. <laughs> Anyways, I'll be 
doing a lightning talk, I guess, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Explain a little bit of NEDB. And we're going to post that on YouTube? Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Right on. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, it's kind of a hack. Like, it really is. Like, yeah. Mong- like, Meteor doesn't want you doing this, for the most part. And you just kind of have to, like... Yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't plan for you to do this, and they haven't, yeah. like, made it easier for you to do this yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm actually, like, generating a random number and sending that through with all the DDP requests so that merge box doesn't just smash all my messages. Uh, if you get a new message saying that, you know, a document has moved to the end of a list, right? Yeah. Merge box does, you know, doesn't see this as a stateful system. Basically says, oh, like, it's in position one, then it's in position one. But m- maybe something else moves, and then you want to move this one back to position one, right? It, it'll just squash that. So there's a lot of weird hacky stuff going on, but... That's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Exciting. Looking forward to the talk. <laughs> <laughs> you have me convinced. He's serious. He's serious. <laughs> All right. I want this, this, is, this is not good when people laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we are the matters, this is like reminding me of my, ho- of my house now. Your house? Yes, yeah, so when I'm serious. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm serious, go to bed. <laughs> oh, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so what are what are the awesome sponsors here at uh, Space Camp? <laughs> okay, grow. I'm not laughing. I'm joking again. <laughs> this is so funny. Awkward. Um. Okay, grow. I think you've heard of them, right? They're they're wicked cool. I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except that that one guy. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> That's not the one I heard of. And Modulus, Modulus is here. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey-o. Definitely uh, two big sponsors, and Discover Meteor and Kadira and Astronomer and all oh kinds gosh. of people. I, I was even lax and haven't updated the site with all the sponsors. Uh, Keen.io. That's awesome. Awesome things. So. Very cool. So we're wrapping up. Yes. Awesome team. Yeah. Woo! That was awesome. We love you guys. This podcast has been a Meteor Club production. You can find out more information about Meteor Club at meteorjs.club. It's pretty easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop. Again, that's meteorjs.club. Meteor.